Queens Among Queens, featuring your host, Troy Bronstein. In this program, Troy speaks to some of the most talented recording artists in the music business. You'll hear the stories, as well as the stories behind the stories. What's big, what's now, what's next? You'll get the updates right here. Now, here's Troy Bronstein. Hello, everyone. You're listening to my show, Prince Among Queens, and I'm your host, Troy Bronstein. If you'd like to email me, you can do so at Troy at T-BestTalentAgency.com. And if you'd like to call in to speak with our special guest today, you can do so on 866-472-5787. All right. Before I get to my special guest, I just want to let everybody know uh, that we're on location again today. So if it's a little uh, funny on some sounds or things that take place here, that's the reason why. Um, unfortunately where I am, there was a fire, uh, in California. Here we are. And, um, there's no internet access. So I'm actually um, doing this via my phone. So enough of me talking, let's get to our special guest. It's a pleasure to have her on my show. Excuse me. I've known and worked with this lovely lady for many, many years. Uh, her voice is recognized all around the world and I'm proud to welcome her as my friend, international recording artist, Myth Marsha. Wash. Blue. Blue. <laughs> How are you, Martha? There you are. About as well. Sleep. About as well as you're doing. <laughs> Ooh, just been bumpy. Let me tell you, with this fire up here, they lost internet connection and trying oh to get it through god. my phone. And oh my god, it's just been a mess. It's a mess, but. We got it working and we're here and at least you and I can see each other. So <laughs> it, it makes it easier to talk. <laughs> so welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you, dear. And um, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get right down to it. Basically um, you attended McKinley elementary school and graduated from San Francisco uh, Polytechnic high school. Correct. Were you sang in the choir? Uh-huh. You're going all the way. You, you, you're trying to start from the beginning, huh? I start I I start from the beginning to today. Okay. <laughs> and I got to make your rapid because there's a lot of stuff that you've been through. Um, <laughs> but uh, after graduating school, you were in the gospel group called Now, which was News of the World. Yeah. And that's where actually you met Isora. Yep. And then you guys did some touring over in Europe and did mm-hmm. some concerts and then when it all started was um, when you came uh, back home um, and you auditioned for Sylvester. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> Sylvester was blown away by your talent and asked you if you had another large black friend that you knew that could also sing. And you introduced him to Isora. And that's, and that's how the, basically the two tons came about. So how, how was that whole gathering do I need, to, do I need to start from do I need to start back from elementary school on up to, to no, no, no. no just when you went to audition for Sylvester and then him asking you if you had another friend and then you and Isora went and I guess blown away because at that point then you were his background singers and two tons of fun is actually where it started not the weather girls it was two tons of fun right yes yeah now I had known Isora for so, uh for years, um, even before we sang in the gospel group together, our churches were connected by a small alleyway. 
And on Sunday Sunday services, if the windows were up, we could hear each other's services going on at the same time. Kind of funny. But uh, we also sang in, oh, in different... <laughs> yeah, it was a little narrow alleyway that you could walk through. And um, uh, again, we could hear each other's services going on, but we also sang in different gospel groups. Uh, she sang in one choir called... Uh, oh God, I forgot the name of the choir. My choir was... Uh, Voices of Victory. There's, hers was San Francisco Inspirational Choir. So we would meet on every third Sunday and have musicals. So we would fellowship at these different churches and have these three o'clock musicals in the afternoon. So that's why I knew her from all of that, you know. And then after we had sung in uh, the gospel group, uh, News of the World, we kind of stayed in touch. Uh, my manager at the time, Doug Kibble, managed the group and had put us together and everything. So by the time uh, the thing with Sylvester came along and he had asked me if I knew of another girl that was as large as I was and that could sing, and I said, yeah, I um, brought in Sylvester, uh, brought in Isora. And fast forward, uh, the rest of that is kind of history. Right, right. Wow. That, I mean, that's just, it's, it's, it's a whole thing. Cause I know when I met you guys, I mean, you guys were like, you know, sisters. So now knowing that you've known each other, you know, basically for quite a while that that would, you know, make sense as to, you know, being together so often you were like sisters, the two of you, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I remember, I remember, you know, it, 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 the, the, um, the mannerisms and everything were very similar and you both were always very joyful and, and happy and laughing and, it was it was fun. Um, now with Sylvester, <clears throat> you did the backgrounds, and um, I think it was the fourth album that he did, where Dance Disco Heat was on, and that was actually like the first number one song for you guys, right? For for uh, uh, that know, was for Sylvester, but that you guys were featured on. That was, if I'm not mistaken, the Step Two album. Uh, which we did. It was at, a step two album, yes. Yeah, that we did at the Opera House. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and um, I thought his first, well, I want to say I thought his first hit from Fantasy Records was uh, Over and Over, which was on his first Over and album. Over and Down, 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 yeah, that was on, yeah. uh, on uh, the very- On his uh, first album, yeah. The first album, right. Mm-hmm. But uh, and, then, and then step uh, two came. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was <laughs> but because because of that. Go because ahead. of that, what? No, I was going to say because of that and and the the um, the notoriety and everything that came from that. Isn't that where you guys basically then you guys secured a record deal with fantasy records at that time? Well, Harvey. Harvey had, no, well, I, I would say yes, but Harvey was the one who said, you guys need to record an album. I can't even remember which, uh, in between which album okay. it was, but it could have been after the Step 2 album. But he said, you need to record an album. And we said, okay, cool. And uh, we went in the studio and um, Eric Robinson wrote most of the songs for the uh, first Two Tons album. Great writer, great uh, musician. 
And, and that um, was with Earth Would Be Like Heaven was on that, right? Yeah. Um, uh, I got the feeling. Yeah, uh, Earth yeah, Would yeah. Be Just Like Heaven. Oh, uh, <laughs> what else? Most of, most of the, the bigger songs off of that album, he wrote. I think he wrote seven out of the eight, eight songs on the album. Mm. And Sylvester and wrote, as, 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 I was going to say, but that Sylvester wrote, um, Taking Away Your Space as oh, well. okay. Yeah. Okay. Because um, <clears throat> there was also, on your guys' second album, there was, um, which was called Back At Ya, I think it mm -hmm. was, there was a single, right. I Depend On You, right. that was on there. Eric wrote that mm -hmm. one too. That's okay. All right. And then we fast forward, but not, I mean, that fast, but a year or two. And then It's Raining Men came about. Now that, yeah. that whole thing, that's when you changed your name from Two Tons of Fun to The Weather Girls was uh, during that time, I believe. And you released your third album, Success? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then after that album was uh, the Big Girls Don't Cry album. Right, and then Big Girls Don't Cry right in 86. And then, right. now that song, the, the, there was a song on there called Breaking the Ice that actually was featured in a soundtrack, Gung Ho, wasn't it? No, uh, the song was featured in the film, Gung Ho, but it wasn't yeah. on the album. Wasn't on the album, but so it wasn't on the soundtrack. It was just in no. the film? Oh. It was just in okay. the film, and it could have been on the soundtrack for Gung Ho. It wasn't okay. on any, any uh, Weather Girls album or anything right that's what i was meaning it was on the soundtrack right. for the film Gung Ho. right yeah gotcha okay and then after after that that's basically then when um that was well i guess what's uh big girls don't cry was your final album wasn't it with uh yeah with Isora? yeah and then I, yeah because then after that you went yeah, on to do your to do your thing your solo thing and right some of the some of the uh session work that you did right right off the bat was uh with aretha franklin freeway of love and who's him and who uh, oh, hold on oh? i don't know I, I don't know who put that that's not some, true. no somebody got that wrong uh because people bring it up sometimes in interviews and i said oh nope i didn't do i didn't work on freeway of love because uh, i, I know genie did g exactly genie did but i didn't um, okay. I, it would have been wonderful if I had. <laughs> I would have been absolutely uh, 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 thankful if I had. But no, I never. I never got a chance to work with Miss Franklin. I wish to God uh, I had. But yet, no, well, I didn't do. Uh, uh, I didn't work on Freeway of Love. Maybe that's coming about because it, it is written in some of your. Um, in some of I your know. Stuff. I, Maybe I that's coming read. about because Jeannie was Jeannie was part of. Tons of fun for a little while, right? <laughs> right, right. And then the whole star search thing came for her. So maybe that's yeah. where some confusion came in. Right. You know, for that. Yeah, no, I wish I had, but no, I did not work on Freeway of Love. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> okay, well now you're solo, and now I'm going to say the madness begins, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> In the in the beginning, which um, I remember hearing about, but then I, then it, it kind of all made sense afterwards. Um, you had known David Cole for a while, and you did a demo with him, but which later then he actually gave that to a group and started Seduction. 
You're my one and only? Yeah. You're my one and only true love. Right. Uh, <clears throat> David, <throat> David, yeah, David was our uh, musical conductor for the Weather Girls. Okay. For the Weather Girls, okay. Um, for about three years, about three years or so. And then he went off to work with uh, uh, Isley Jasper Isley. So, yeah, I had known mm. David for a while. Okay. And hey, <laughs> what can I tell you? But yeah, hey, it happened. You know that yeah, it does, and that was like the first, the first time for you of somebody using, you know, your voice and you not being, you know, properly credited for that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, <clears throat> after that was, of course, uh, came about the music group Black Box, which. Um, they recruited you again to do what some demos, I believe. And then yeah. they went ahead and then they, they released it. Um, now I heard a story now, if this is not true uh, or not, but um, I heard a story that you were doing a show and you were actually in your hotel room and you were just chilling, waiting, you know, and you were watching the TV and all of a sudden, <clears throat> um, uh, all of a sudden the song um, came on, um, I think it was everybody, everybody, or strike it up. One one of those came on, and um, you were listening to it, and you're like, "I know that song." And then all of a sudden, you saw Katrin. Now, on that note, we're gonna hold thought. I'm gonna break for a quick commercial. You're gonna hear a piece of Martha's um, "It's Raining Men," and then we'll be right back with Martha Wash. Champagne King, and you're listening to Troy Bronstein on Prince Among Queens. In the spirit of Have Couch Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand. All from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. 
Voice America Network proudly presents the Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to the Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America channel. Hey, this is Inaya Day, and you're listening to Prince Among Queens with Troy Bronstein right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Yes! You're listening to Prince Among Queens with Troy Bronstein. To reach the show today, call into 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also reach out by email to Troy at T-BestTalentAgency.com. Now, back to Prince Among Queens. Okay, welcome back. Our special guest today is Martha Wash, and we're going along her career route, and we're currently at the black box point. So um, you did these, you did these demos. And um, then is that, is that true? You were just kind of chilling before the show, watching TV. And then you kind of heard the song and was like, I know that, I know that song. And then saw Katrin lip syncing to you. I was channel surfing. You were channel surfing. (laughs) I I can't even remember what city I was in, but I was there to do a show. And uh, yeah, I was channel surfing and I guess it, heard the music and I guess I had my back to the TV and heard the music and heard me singing and turned around and it was Catherine, <laughs> Catherine Quinault. I'm saying, what the hell? <laughs> and um, I told my manager, Doug, he was in, in his room. And I said, that song that we did in, um, for that group, I said, it's on. TV, this video of this girl lip syncing to my voice. And uh, I was not happy about that whatsoever. I'm sure Doug was probably like, oh, hell no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Basically, yes. And uh, so we we reached out to uh, my attorney. Right. And um, started uh, discussions and things. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and then... Damn it, it happened again with uh, <laughs> with CNC. With CNC, yeah. That's, uh, that's what I was saying at the beginning. This is where the madness starts because it's like, you're, finally, it's you. It's all about you. And everybody's like stealing your voice. And they're like yeah. having these other people, you know, yeah, uh, looking, it's, it's, doing yeah, the Milla Vanilli. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's interesting because uh, I think within a six-month, probably less than a year, is maybe six month period. This whole thing, these both both of these things happened within like a six right. month period or so, out. and it was like, what is all of this? You know, why well, why is this happening? Right, right. Well, I remember because when all this was going down, you were on the Arsenio Hall show, and I, I mean, I'll never forget it. Because well, that was that was kind of later, you know. And, yeah, but you, I guess that was kind of a, kind of a redemption <laughs> thing. You know, right. he he wanted me to come on. And it's funny, uh, kind of a side note, I had I had dreamed about being on the on the Arsenio Hall show. Oh, really? Seriously. It was two things that I had a dream about. And both of those dreams came true. 
but I did. I, you know, you, I mean, it was, he was, you know, the number one show, late show, uh, right. talk show host. And I was saying, oh, it would be great. I would love to be on his show, like any other artist, you know, that's trying to get out there <laughs> and do their thing and be seen by millions of people, you know. And I right. did. I had, a, I had a dream that I was going to be on his show. And I wound up, that was the first time I was actually on the show twice. Yeah, because I remember, and I was like, I was like, you go, Martha. You were sitting on the <laughs> on the sofa, and he was talking about it. People using your voice, and he was like, well, was it really you? And you go, everybody dance now. And it was like, ooh, that's her. It is her. <laughs> yeah. And America was yeah. like, whoa, what's going on here? And I think that, you know, that opened up a lot of eyes, because at that point, it was the third time for you, you know, that, that yeah. this had happened. And, you know with black box everybody everybody strike it up i mean all the songs were major major hits and, right you know right well it's they, you well but it's, it's not it, you on tv yeah but even as far as uh with black box uh they sampled lolita holloway uh doing love right Sensation. i was gonna say lolita holloway with right on time right. was on that exactly as well, right exactly yeah yeah so it was like mm, this ain't cool this is not no cool. no you know, but, uh, you know, at least with that, I know then you went back to court and, you know, there was the settlement made and, and with RCA and all that stuff. And then, then boom, here we are again with CNC and it's, you know, going to make you sweat. And the same thing was, you know, was, um, was happening, but um, with Cole and Civilis, I mean, you know, I guess after everything was said and done, then they did try to make it good with you on the second the yes. second album was that right yes yes um we put all of that behind us and right. i worked i worked on their second album uh anything right. goes and we were um we were on tour we had just left the states and right. we were in uh the u i think we were in the uk or getting ready to start it was, working. It was either in it was over in europe somewhere i remember yeah. Yeah, and David had to uh, David had to come home, and we had to cancel the tour because right. he was ill. Yeah, yeah, because that was with "Do You Want to Get Funky?" That's the song right. that that, right. you got, that yeah. I remember that video. It was a cool video. I like the mm -hmm, video. Mm -hmm. You know, but one good thing I do have to say that you know came out of that, and you know, with again, you know, having to go to a, you know to court and all that stuff, was that. Um, uh, how can I say it? Um, it was it was done to where you had a, a disclaimer that that started to come out. Like MTV had to put the disclaimer that credited you for the vocals and Zelma Davis for the visualization because right. she wasn't singing. It was you that was singing. So at least right. it started to make things clear, you know, uh, as far as that. And, right. Um, I know, right. I know down the line, since, since I'm talking about that now, I was going to bring it up later, but I might as well bring it up now that you were the one that was very instrumental in, because of, of what had happened, you know, to you, that you got the, um, the legislature to, to do a bill, I believe, right? They, they put a bill in there on behalf of the recording artists. Well, uh, it had, it, there was a mandatory, uh, Thing where whoever the featured vocalist was on any kind of music, their name had to be there on the credits. Whoever, right. Yeah. 
whether it was uh, uh, music, video, whatever. Uh, if you what? <laughs> Move the paper away from your mic. Oh, got it. All right. Sorry, people. Like I said, we're on. We're, we're like trying to deal with this. I lifted the piece of paper and covered my mic. I'm sorry. So yeah, there was a disclaimer so that they had to um, actually say if somebody was singing who that person was. And, yeah, who, and make yeah. it and make it known. Right. Well, well, Stephen, Stephen you know. really, uh, Stephen Brown really did that. Uh, went into court, and there there was some kind of, I want to say, some kind of legislation that was already there, but the way he had it done, reworded. To, yeah. Yeah, reworded, and yeah, so there would be no uh, no doubt as to who the featured artist was. You could have whatever group it was with their name on there, but if there was a featured artist on there, that featured artist's name had to be on the credits as well. Had to be cleared, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have that here written in there, but I don't want to shuffle my papers again and block my <laughs> microphone, so I'll <laughs> wait till I get to paper. that page. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll say, oh, here it is. This is what it said. But um, so after all of that, you finally got to do your first solo album, Martha Wash, which was released. And the lead single, Carry On, uh, actually became your fifth number one dance single because uh, Everybody Dance Now and Sweat and all that stuff. Those were all number one hits that actually you, your name wasn't listed to them, but you right. still have the credit of those being number one hits of yours. And then Carry On was actually was actually the first one under your name mm-hmm. for Martha Wash, released mm-hmm. by Martha Wash, right? Right. So how, at, at that point, how did that feel? How, I mean, how did you feel at that point where it's like, you know, damn it, see, this is me and I did it and I can do it and here's the proof. I mean, that had to be um, some uplifting for you. It, it was, although I wasn't really around, <laughs> I wasn't really <laughs> around to enjoy it initially because mm-hmm. I wound up in the hospital. Uh, I was... I had mm. just arrived in Chicago to start uh, a promotion tour for the album, for the first album. And I had an accident mm-hmm. where I stepped off of the sidewalk and some kind of way when I stepped down, I turned my ankle or something and I was getting ready to go head first into the side of a taxi cab that had stopped. And I tore my patella tendon and that just totally shut down the promotional tour. I remember something, I remember something happened where you, you slipped and there was something with, with the foot. So yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was with the well, foot in the knee. <laughs> well, on that, on that album, you, like I said, carry, carry on was went number one. And then you also had uh, Give It To You that also right. went to number one. Yeah. And then the third single that was released off that roundabout also went top 10. So, I mean, that was a great, uh, great accomplishment, you know, for yeah. you, yeah. you know, I, during that I, time. I, I enjoyed it after I got back on my feet and can go out, could go out and uh, 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 sing the songs and stuff and start doing shows. Right, right. Well, I'm yeah. sure, yeah, because yeah. especially at, at that point, you wanted to go. Now, it was that same year that you also uh, had another soundtrack um, that came out. I believe the song was titled Mr. Big Stuff for um, the Mighty Ducks. Wife. 
yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, I'm digging them up. I'm digging them up because it's your history on that. So speaking of digging up, it's time for another commercial break already. And um, we'll be back with more of Martha Wash. And I believe you're going to hear uh, a song, uh, another new song from Martha. Um, I believe it's titled Enough. Enough. Never enough, enough, never enough, never, never enough, enough money. money. That's it. Never enough money. So we'll be back with Martha Wash. For a pound, you're not anyone around. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. Hi, this is Linda Clifford, and you're listening to A Prince Among Queens featuring Troy Bronstein. You're listening to Prince Among Queens with Troy Bronstein. To reach the show today, call into 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also reach out by email to Troy at T-BestTalentAgency.com. Now, back to Prince Among Queens. Okay, welcome back with Miss Martha Walsh. And um, as we progress down here, so after... After all of that, then you connected uh, with Todd Terry, and you actually did a, uh, a featured single with one of our other diva friends, Miss Jocelyn Brown, called "Keep on Jumping." Yeah, we did a we did a few. We did, Keep and you on did a couple. I was going to say you had um, um, something going on. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that was another one. And um, they um, did very well over in the UK. Of course, well, that's where Jocelyn resides, as well as uh, as well as over here. And then you, uh, Logic released the collection, which was a compilation. And then that's where right. you worked with RuPaul and did It's Rainy Man with RuPaul. How was that? That fun. I was, <laughs> that was fun. It was, was it fun? <laughs> yeah, it was. 
especially with those dancers and stuff. <laughs> those dancers and stuff doing, <laughs> doing that video. That the video crazy. looked like it was a lot of fun. It, it was. was a lot of fun. <laughs> it and then you, was. <laughs> then you had Catch the Light, uh, which actually was your 10th number one song. So congratulations okay. on that. And then you had Come, which went to number four. So in 2000, you released Listen to the People. And I remember yeah. that song. That was a mm-hmm. great That was a great track. And um, you also re- uh, released in 2004, You Lift Me Up, which was uh, a gospel, more of a gospel single. And that was the performed- first that that was the first single off of my label, Purple Rose Records. That was on Purple Rose. Okay, yeah. I, I missed that part. Okay, yeah. um, uh, and then um, you got to, like I said, you performed that at the Out Games in Montreal, and you did numerous human rights uh, events across the United States. And um, how how was that having people see you in a different, like a different um, aspect or a different element? It was fun. It was fine. I mean, you won't always want people to realize that you're more than just one dimensional, you know? Um, right. You're not stuck in a box. <laughs> it's, it, I, I would be trying to kick that box wide open. Uh, never wanted to be right. pigeonholed. Never wanted to be pigeonholed and always said that uh, because I like right. all different kinds of music and things. But um, mm-hmm. the activism, the producing and you know, just a lot of different kinds of things that um, I find myself attracted to. Right, right. Well, and I'm going to get to some of the things that 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 you've done and are still doing and all that. So um, after basically you you went everywhere. You went to Australia and you did um, the big day there. You did Chicago. You did the, actually you did the Naga uh, Softball World Series and. We're all about, then all of a sudden now it's the 30th anniversary release of It's Raining Men. And um, they did that on the David Letterman show because one of the writers, Paul, was his uh, band leader guy. Yep. Paul Schaefer. <clears throat> so I remember that that was fun because people were coming down from the ceiling on 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 ropes and stuff, wasn't it? Was that that, that, that thing? That thing was like, I call it a cast of thousands. People just falling out (laughs) from the ceiling and hanging by ropes and, and dancing. They were coming from everywhere. That's it was, it was, it was, it was, I call it total madness, total madness, but it was fun. God. That was us. That was that was my second time on his show. Cause we, we did uh raining men originally on his show when it came Mm -hmm. out. And then 30 years later, we did the anniversary for the song. Isn't that funny that that song is still going? I mean, and it's still it's a, a classic a now. favorite. It's yeah. a classic now. Yeah. And I mean, I, I wasn't aware of that. Um, originally, that song, a lot of people passed on that song. Yeah. Originally, as and it went now, through the, see, the line. I'm just I'm just telling you what, I'm just telling you what Paul told Paul uh, Paul Jabbar. Schaefer. Oh, no, Jabbar. not Schaefer, okay. Paul Jabbar. Okay. Because I did not know Paul Schaefer at the time. Okay. Um, Paul Jabara was the one who reached out to us and said he wanted us to record the song. Mm-hmm. And we had had lunch. He invited us to lunch uh, at his home in Los Angeles. We were down there doing some shows. And we soon found out why we were invited to his home for lunch. Because he said, I have a song I want you to hear. 
and we listened to it. <laughs> and after it was finished, he said, now I want you to record it. And I kind of looked at Azor, and I guess I was the first one to say, you got to be kidding. And he said, no, I want you to record this song. He said, Donna Summer uh, turned it down. Barbara Streisand turned it down. Cher turned it down. Diana Ross turned it down. And <laughs> I said, okay, I'm thinking maybe for good reason or whatever, you know. And he kept saying, I know this song is going to be a hit. I know it's going to be a hit. And almost, I want to say almost kind of reluctantly, we went in the studio. I'm thinking, you know, myself, I'm thinking, I don't think anybody's going to buy this song. You know, <laughs> I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Uh, I wasn't thinking about LGBTQ, none of that stuff. Right, I'm, right. I'm just saying, I don't think it's going to go anywhere, but hey, you know, let's go in the studio, see what happens. It may come out. It may not come out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Everything, the, the whole production basically was done. Backgrounds, the music, everything was done. All you needed was the lead vocals. And so <laughs> we went in, we went into uh, Larrabee Sound Studios and recorded it, I think maybe two days later and did it in about 90 minutes and walked out of the studio and said, okay, Paul, I'll see, we'll see you later. And we left and we kept on doing what we were doing. Well, we get to, we come back to New York to do some shows and we catch up with Paul. He comes to one of our shows and stuff and he's taking the acetate of the song around to all of these different clubs uh, asking the DJ to play the song. And they played it while we were there at this club that we had just got, I think it was Heaven. Mm. I believe it was Heaven in New York that we had just got through uh, performing at. And they played the song and the children just went up, you know. <laughs> so really, I would have to say Paul was really the one instrumental in really pushing that song pushing to get it done yeah yeah well pushing it to get it heard you know pushing right. it for the djs to play it so much so that it was a hit in the clubs long before mainstream radio even picked up on it right you know a long time before that where everybody you know heard it and it became a hit so he was he was really the one who was right in the end, whereas, you know, I know this song is going to be a hit. So yeah. now the children pick up the song and they <laughs> run, they run away with it, you know, and so it becomes another hit. And so now 30 plus years later, everybody likes the song. Even, right. even if you don't, even if you wouldn't necessarily sing it, I have seen with my own eyes, I have been in a doctor's office and the song came on the radio and this guy, I swear, this guy was over in the corner. I think he was reading something and he heard the music and he started, I guess, singing it to us. It's raining, man. Hallelujah. It's raining. I've seen it. So my, my perspective is it's a song that everybody can have fun with. 
everybody can enjoy. Uh, you've heard it at weddings and bar mitzvahs and, and, and you know, all these different kind of occasions and stuff where the grand people, the grandparents like the song, the parents like the song, the kids love the song, you know. So it's become one of those classic songs where everybody just has fun with it. You know, it's mm -hmm. just one of those kinds of songs where, hey. It's iconic. We all, yeah, we, you know, we just have dance, just dance and have fun with it. And the single ladies, they love it, you know. So, mm -hmm. hey, I'm cool with it. It's it's funny how, you know, and, and one of the things that I ask everybody that's on my show and I'll I'll be asking you in the next in the next section is, you know, your favorite city, your favorite show and your favorite song, because I know there's a lot of songs that, you know, get recorded and, you know, they become hits. And, you know, the artist never thought that was going to be the hit. They thought a different track was going to be the hit or, you know, they had seen it so often. Usually, they don't like it anymore. <laughs> usually it's the side B song that right. becomes a hit as opposed to side a yeah that's that's true that that yeah. happens so it's interesting how that happens so in 2000, 2004 i believe is when you started your label the purple rose records and yeah. um i know that your your manager james is uh james washington is the head of a and r uh for the label and you know you have also the first ladies of disco which um, the first round of that was yourself, Linda Clifford, and Evelyn Champagne King, and did the track uh, "Show Some Love." Right. And then um, you released now another uh, single, um, "Don't Stop Me Now," yeah. which is right. you, you and uh, Linda Clifford and Norma Jean Wright. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's good that that is is still um, label is still plugging along, and I know you did something with the Ritchie family as well. Right. Um, they, they did a single called Ice. Right. Okay. And then now you've also off of the the the, the trade of um, First Ladies of Disco, you have a magazine, right? Yes. It's well. It's called uh, FLOD Spotlight Magazine. Okay. And so it's yeah, it's a uh, a magazine where um, we feature a lot of different types of people, mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes. Sometimes in conjunction, we do um, the TV show, 10 Minutes with Martha Wash, in conjunction with the magazine. So it's gotcha. very interesting. Gotcha. Okay. Well, we're going to take another quick break, and uh, you're going to hear a track um, called Like Fire, and it's another one of Martha's um, newer releases, and we'll be right back with Martha Wash. Own up and be the one. The more we care, the more we share a world of hidden treasure. So we can feel it, make a pact and mean it. Better change your act, cause here's a fact. You're looking at your only lover. And to lust, we drown. Deeper breath, we bounce back on the beat. Deliver love from the nether. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports if so tune in to the mike abadir show it's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business host mike abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the nfl along with co-host gino bacola mike will bring his expertise discussion and some terrific guests to the airwaves listen live for the mike abadir show every thursday at 4 p.m pacific time 7 p.m eastern time on the voice america a variety channel. Hi, this is Janice Robinson, and you're listening to my favorite radio personality, Troy Bronstein, on his show, A Prince Among Queens, on VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Prince Among Queens with Troy Bronstein. To reach the show today, call into 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also reach out by email to Troy at t-besttalentagency.com. Now, back to Prince Among Queens. Okay, we're back with Martha Walsh, and uh, we are moving forward here to where you started your own little web show that has been very successful, and it's called 10 Minutes with Martha. And, um, yes. And uh, you go and you, you speak with people very similar like what we're doing now, except it's visual on film and some uh, performance pieces and things like that. How, how, that's got to be enjoyable for you. How do you enjoy that? It is it is nice because <laughs> I'm doing the interview as opposed to being interviewed. <laughs> so that's nice. And I talk to people um, who sometimes you haven't heard from them in a long time. Mm-hmm. I've interviewed, uh, well, I did, I interviewed Paul Schaefer uh, when he was I saw working, that one. I saw yeah, when that. He was that working was in Vegas. I've also interviewed Marsha Warfield. And I had always wondered where she was comedian, actress, mm-hmm. uh, writer. And I always wondered where she was because I never heard anything from her. It was like she just dropped off the face of the earth and come to find out she was living in Las Vegas. Mm. And so I interviewed her, which was really, really nice. I enjoyed that. Um, R&B singer uh, Dorothy Moore. I Mm. interviewed her. Sweet, sweet lady. Um, She's still working and traveling mm. all over the world and doing her thing, you know. Uh, the last one I did was on uh, Shabadoo. Mm. And I had not heard from him in a long time until of uh, the the BET show um, regarding Don Cornelius and Soul Train. Mm-hmm. So that brought, up, brought him up again and hadn't really heard anything about him until then. 
come to find out he teaches master classes all over the world, still dancing, still performing, <laughs> you know. So a lot of times I like to talk to people that may not get the the shine that they deserve, you know, uh, in the media. And you right. wonder, well, what ever happened to them? Where are they? What are they doing? So those are the kind of people that I like to interview as well as, you know, other people. Mm-hmm. So that's been fun for me. That's been wow. fun. That, that's good. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, and people like to, you know, to, um, to see that and hear that. And it's, it's, you know, the, exactly. It's like the, where are they now kind of thing. Right. Um, but uh, before I get before I move on to ask you the three major questions, because I don't want to run out of I'm run out of time, I do want to just oh, point out to the fact of, <laughs> you know, that you've had 15 number one dance sing- singles, and um, you're uh, very um, active uh, with um, organizations and for HIV and AIDS and human rights. Uh, campaign and autism. And I mean, the list goes on and on. So you need to be commended for um, your loyalty and in, in doing all that. And I know that um, in December of 2012, you're awarded the Lifetime Achievement Award in San Francisco from the AIDS Emergency Fund for um, all of your work and financial assistance to victims of, of that disease out there. So that, that being from your home area, from from where we are, where we come from, that yeah. was probably you know that was uh, yeah very very an nice. honor. That's a yeah, that, that really, was a very nice honor. It really was. Um, yeah. So okay, the main three questions that I ask everybody, and I I want to oh, make sure Lord. that we get we get in there. No, it's just it's your favorite city, <laughs> favorite show, and favorite song. And I know it's hard when people say favorite. Yeah, you're because, right. You know, it's it, people say, well, who's your favorite? You know, who's your favorite diva? And I'm like, I don't have a favorite. They're all my favorite. Exactly. You know, exactly. everybody has their own, you know, I have my own relationship with each and every one of them and I love them right. all. Right. So exactly. as, far, as far as a favorite city, if someone was to say, what was the best city you ever went to? I mean, it could be because the people you met there, it could be for whatever reason. What would you say your favorite city would be? Um, I, damn, I've I been would, everywhere. <laughs> I have, <laughs> Lord, I have, um, I really, uh, it's a toss up. Now country would probably be Italy. Okay. But I think maybe favorite city. I kind of keep going back to Amsterdam. Yeah, there you go. I kind of okay. keep going back to Amsterdam. I've always liked going there. Uh-huh. You know, when I had to go work and I've always, I think it's, to me, it's small, it's quaint, and everybody, I want to say everybody seems to get along, you know, that right. may not be necessarily true, but from the outside, it looks like it, you know, very people, are true. Very fr- people are very friendly. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is, and it is a little city, but it's, it's a big city that's a little city, and and you're right, everybody gets along, and I think because of a lot of the laws and stuff they have there, people aren't tied yeah. down and do do craziness because, you know, it's against the law, so if something's legal, sometimes you don't get so crazy, you know what I mean? Right, right, and, yeah. You know, th- yeah. that's over there. So as far as a favorite show, what's your most memorable show that you can remember that you did that just, you know, a gives show? you the goosebumps? <laughs> Uh, okay. 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 Performing at the White House. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Performing that at the definitely... White House for uh, President Clinton. 
Wow. His last, that his be... last term in office. Yes. Very because, good. Yeah, because a uh, uh, kind of quick backstory. Remember uh, when the first ladies did back uh, did uh, their Christmas shows at mm-hmm. the White House? You know, first ladies did it every year. Uh, Hillary Clinton did it last year in office. Um, and I watched it. It, they, it would come on Sunday nights. That following Tuesday, I got a phone call saying, would you like to perform at the White House? <laughs> and I said, uh, yeah. <laughs> and by that Friday or Saturday, I was at the White House. Wow. So within that less than seven days, I had, seen, I had seen where I was going to be performing that weekend. Wow. Yeah. That's great. That's great. And what about song? What's mm-hmm. what's a song? Now I wouldn't say favorite song, but what's a song that you enjoy singing that you know always will put a smile on your face when you sing, and it's not a song that you have to sing because people like it. You know what I mean? Car- carry on, carry on. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's good. That that that's a um. Uh, that's a great that's a great track. Well, I mean, a lot of your tracks are 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 great, and uh, well, I, I mean, think what am it, I? It, well, I think. Not to cut you off, what I think is that everybody can relate to that song. Right. You know, I stand alone in the eye of a storm, pressure's all around, trying to wear me down, but I hold tight to what I know is right. I can still hear the way mommy used to say, never let your spirit bend, never give in, mm. never give in to the end. Carry on. Yeah, you've got to carry on. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, that's a good track. Um, yeah, uh, I enjoy that. And one of the other ones that I enjoy that you sing, um, I always, I always end up backstage and I'm crying, and I'm crying for whatever reason. Um, was that rock? Dream on. Um, dream on. Yeah. <laughs> See, you knew. You knew. <laughs> yes. So yeah. So dream on was the one, but I love that track. So yeah. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, Miss Wash, we are coming to a close here already. It's been that fast. Um, well, I've enjoyed I, myself. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. And yes, I, I have. hope our, our uh, worldwide audience has enjoyed uh, has enjoyed the show as well. Um, I was going to I was going to say, next, please support, please support an indie artist like me and, and purchase <laughs> my latest CD called Love and Conflict. There you go. I was going to ask you if you had anything that you wanted to plug real quick. And yeah. Um, we're going to have to say goodbye and join us next week. We'll have Miss Thea Austin from Snap on the show. And, yeah. Once again, my name's Troy Bronstein. Thanks for listening to my show, Prince Among Queens, and we'll see everybody next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Prince Among Queens. Be sure to join host Troy Bronstein for another great episode next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, enjoy your week.